First Course Universe DL here. How's everybody doing? I just want to let you know that the music you are going to hear in this episode is by Shaw Calhoun. Shaw Calhoun is a very, very talented artist with great beats. He is under Big Eleanor label. Danny Nono, who came on the show last year to talk a little De La Soul. Rest in peace, Trugoy the Dove, by the way. We have not even talked about that on the podcast, which is a travesty. Anyway, Shaw Calhoun, he's going to have the songs on here. The songs are going to be Amaryllis, Killer Diller Coat, and A House Sparrow's Feather. Now, two of those you can catch on Fly Langston, which is the release that he just recently had. I think it was towards the end of last year. It is an amazing album. Very, speaking of De La Soul, I can definitely hear the influence there. Go to Bandcamp, buy that album. You can buy his whole discography for 30 bucks. He has seven releases in there you can get for 30 bucks. You can just buy the digital album of Fly Langston for 10 bucks. You know how Bandcamp works. Just pay what you can. Go to Shaw Calhoun. That's S H A W C A L H O U N E dot bandcamp.com. Get whatever you like, listen to whatever you like. We support indie artists. Cheers to Shaw Calhoun. Thanks again for letting us play your music. Hope we get you a couple downloads. What's good, what's good? It's your boy Shaw Calhoun showing love to the verse, of course, the verse podcast, a music podcast for all the music nerds. I'm definitely using that myself, so peace. Chill, since my first breaths, since I took my first steps, I was destined to take this game through a thrash. Nonetheless, it's pure magic. Give me time when me and the beat mess. Your boy's been nice, this nigga's rock. Coming up on verse, chorus, verse. If everyone would just ignore him, he'd go away. So we're going to talk about him for a couple hours. That's next. <laughs> Welcome to episode 115 of Verse Course First. I am DL. With me is Rachel. I think he has some really good ideas. Polio, Rachel. How are you? He has some really good ideas, David. <laughs> but also are you sick? Very bad ones. Yeah, so I actually just got back from Paris, and the day I came home, woke up to go to the airport, I had like this like nose you know, draining into the throat thing, mm-hmm. and it is now a week and a couple days back, and I am still a little congested. And That sucks. Yeah, what are you going to do? I'm going through the exact same thing. <sighs> I was in Vegas last week and it was super dusty and super windy Mm. laid out yesterday and I feel way better today, but you might have a one up on me because I am a little bit uh, loopy from the old (gasps) allergy Sudafed. Yes. I might not be great at arguing (laughs) today. What are we doing here tonight, today, this morning? This morning. (laughs) It's 10 a.m. Or 9 a.m. So last year was a banner year for Yold Kanye West <laughs> yeah. or Yee or whatever you want to. Yee. Legally, it's Yee. We know him as Kanye, right? We do. I can call him Kanye and get away with it, I think. One of the things that we talked about in the finale, one of our topics of the finale was Kanye West. Mm-hmm. His 2022 year, all the shit he had done and said. I think we all were basically agreed, but I think you and I, maybe when it came to differences of opinion on how to deal with Kanye, you and I differed the most out of us four. Mm. So of course me, I'm like, well, that's a there's where you're wrong (laughs) episode right there. Let's argue about it. Yeah. So this is an episode on Kanye West. 
And we are going to have to be really careful because I'd really like this to not be a, oh, <laughs> Rachel loves the Jews and I don't because that's not oh, where we're going. Is that where we're going to land? Yeah, <laughs> because I don't want it to ever sound like I'm defending things that Kanye West has said. So right. I'm going to have to be really careful. But I think we can do it. I think we can have an adult conversation, an adult-ish one. Fingers crossed. I think we'll be fine. How did you even begin to study for this? Well, I read the outline that you, your idea, which I loved, was kind of you do music and I do hot goss. What's going on during the time of these albums coming out? So I was like, let's make a timeline. And so I have a 10-page timeline of of Kanye West's life. Well, I have, I mean, it's it's only like two pages, but I have his music timeline. So it's actually going to work out perfectly well, I think. Only two pages? So I have actually, I've been a very big Kanye fan for a long time. Yeah. Just having his discography listed out. I guess you don't need a ton of, yeah. No, I can cite all the crap he did during those times and what songs are on it and what was popular and what, like. Gotcha. I think that's one of the hardest things that maybe we'll touch on, maybe we won't here, is what it's like being a fan of somebody that you learn quickly is a fucking jackass. Right. How do you handle that? Mm -hmm. For me, this was fairly depressing to study. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it was. It's kind of a downer. I mean, you hit, you know, just being alive and listening to music and being kind of in that world some of the stuff that he did that he said but really when you dig into it you're just like fuck there's a lot more here than I anticipated it's it's a lot more it's a lot this conversation isn't only going to be about Kanye West I don't think it should be about Kanye West we're going to touch on a lot of things we're going to touch on fame in general and how society deals with famous people and I don't want to make any points yet because we're not there right. i don't really think this is going to be this might turn into an argument a couple times but i don't mm. i feel like we can't be too far off from each other on some of these things i feel like it, it's going to be a lot less of an argument than you think and i have a very good reason for that so you like too <laughs> no <laughs> it's such a good thing that we're not famous <laughs> or at least live yeah that'll get edited out yeah. Uh, before we get into all this really fun shit, we have to talk about what we're drinking this morning. It is 9.15 my time, 10.15 Rachel's. Rachel, what are you drinking? <laughs> I think you're going to be really proud of me. Hold on. I need a I need an apparatus to open this real fast. What would you be most impressed with if I was drinking right now? And you're having to open it. Yeah. I mean, what kind of impressed? Like, wait, does she actually have a problem impressed? Or like, oh, that's what you should be drinking. Oh, that's what I should be drinking. Not that I have a problem. Oh, there's... Okay, that opened differently than I thought it would. Well, I mean, it's not a wine. No. Are you making a red beer? Are you... Is it champagne? No. Okay, so it's not a mimosa. No. I don't really... Okay, I don't know. I don't really like champagne. Do you like tomato juice? It's fine. I don't really like beer, though. Well, I don't fucking know then, Rachel. What you got? Oh, Jesus Christ. It's a full bottle of Hennessy. You've just got a big ass bottle of Hennessy. I'm just on theme. What? So. What's the theme? David, do you not know Kanye West? Does he rap? Okay. So remember the I'ma let you finish VMAs? Uh, he was walking on the red carpet with a bottle of Hennessy. Oh. And he just was chugging it the entire night. And by the time he got up on stage, he was just obliterated because he was just chugging a bottle of Hennessy. See, this is why we need the pop culture references, because I had no idea. Yes. yes, I do have a lot of respect for that. And good luck to you, because you are not going to like you. that at all. When I was in high school, I went to Cognac, where they make 
cognac mm-hmm. and they were just, I think they were just starting to make Hennessy. And so I got to see all like the barrels that they were in and stuff like that. And it just like, you go onto this little island and it just smells like alcohol. Yeah. Yum. I think the last time I had Hennessy and the only time I've had Hennessy was with you. When I? Yeah. At Mulligan's. Mulligan's? Yeah. I used to like making people shoot Hennessy. Yeah. It was a favorite pastime of mine. I can't believe you actually did it. Why wouldn't I do it? You were a very staunch non-drinker back then. Yeah. My memory is is that you never would have drank. Not really, no. Okay. Well, cheers is going to be funny. She actually, she fought off the gross face for a pretty long time there. Because it's actually like very smooth until it like stabs your throat. Yeah, but it is. It's caramely. It's, I mean, take it easy there. We don't need a third drink already. (laughs) (laughs) Rachel, you are going to be the opposite proud of me because I am drinking tea and water. God damn it, David. I am on a little 30 day let's not drink sort of thing. Mm. I figured we can talk about this for a couple minutes because... We talk all the time about drinking on this podcast, and I love to drink Mm -hmm. and make drinks, and I have times in my life drank too much. I think it's good for me. I don't care. Like, I'm not saying for anybody else or whatever, but for me to maybe once a year, once every two years, just stop for a while, make sure it hasn't gotten the upper hand, make sure that it's good to live without it, make sure that you aren't at home being like, fuck, I wish I could have a drink right now. Yeah. I figure since my family has a great history of alcoholism, along with every other American family, every other family in the world, right? I guess, that it's good to do that every now and then and Mm -hmm. just make sure. The day that I do is when I'll quit. But for now, I actually, I'm doing okay. Like, it'd be fun to have a drink right now, but I'm not like, fuck, man. Yeah. Let me just grab one of these bottles right quick. You have so many bottles around you all the time. You don't even see over here with my 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16 little mini liquor bottles. Well, I've seen that. And a uh, sake I have and some scotch. There's, yeah, I have a lot of liquor down here. Mm-hmm. Well, you win in the what are we drinking? Hey. I think this might go long. So let's just get into it. We're going to take a break. It's going to be so easy to edit you saying horrible things into this. (laughs) (laughs) I'm Rachel. I love Hitler so much. Okay, we'll take a break. We'll be right back. Yeah, Famosa keeps you up at night. It gets you up at the dawn of sunlight. From reality, consider us the great escape. Everybody experiencing whether it's early and late. My first encounter was eight. Oh, we are back. <laughs> we talked about where the idea came from. I actually was expecting to get like a, isn't it? <laughs> I thought I would at least get a tiny bit of pushback from you on doing this episode. No. I got none. None. You're super into it. I just do what I'm told. Was there any party that was like, ah, should we even fucking be doing this? Like, <sighs> No, it's because of my opinion on him as a person, which we'll get into. Why I didn't push back. I think I see what you're saying. I don't think he's a bad person. I don't think... Oh, there's so much here. I don't think that he is is intrinsically like this horrible human being. I think that there's a lot of inside and outside influences that are causing him to behave the way that he's behaving. I think that there's truth to that. Yes. There are some cultural influences. There's are influences from society. Mm-hmm. And yes, I think you're right. I think there are, when you get to be in the position he's in, you surround yourself with people that are just going to make you worse and worse. Yeah. Being a Kanye fan, 
when he first came out mm-hmm. in what was it 2002 Two- when it when did the his first album was 2004, 2004. yeah that's right, because I was I had like one more year left in the Navy. Were you a fan? When did you become a fan? Have you ever been a fan of Kanye? I have always been a fan of Kanye from college dropout on. I loved college dropout. And I've always thought he was very, very talented. Did you maintain your fandom? Was there a point where you started liking him a little bit less, not because of his personality, because of his music? Or is it was it possible to separate the two things? Um, I think it's been mostly possible to separate the two things, to be honest. As far as music, obviously, we've talked about the very most recent couple years of his music that have not been the greatest. Agreed. And so, I mean, judging him entirely on his music, it's been pretty good for the most part. Eight out of 10 yeah. albums are fa- fabulous. Let's do this. Let's go through the timeline. Yeah. This isn't a dissection, so we're just going to briefly touch on the album, mm-hmm. and then we'll talk about what's going on with him as a person. And then from there, we'll talk about what we think about his music, him as a person, what he said. Yeah. Or maybe we'll just, do, let's just go with the flow. See, this is the problem with when I'm sober. <laughs> I'm way too, hmm, how does this how process How should we structure this? Yeah, I need a couple shots, and I'm like, let's just fucking chat, bro. You don't need it, David. Well, let's not, let's not do that. <laughs> Kanye West was born in Atlanta. He moved to Chicago. One of the very first misconceptions about Kanye West, and I heard it, I, I listened to a ton of interviews. I read a ton of defending Kanye and what's wrong with Kanye sort of stuff, just to kind of get a basic feel of a, opinion of favor and that sort of thing, and one of the big misconceptions is Kanye is not fucking from the ghetto. No. I don't know if it's just because he's a rapper and he's black. Yeah. That people are like, well, he's from Chicago. He's from the ghetto. He's not. He. They were very middle class. I think a lot of people think Chicago, Atlanta, black, single mom. That's just must be rapper. Must be poor. That's exactly what it is. Yeah. But uh, not the case. Absolutely not. He actually had a pretty cool life. Mm-hmm. He went with his mom to China when he was 10. Mm-hmm. She was educating, right? Yeah. She was a teacher. English professor. English. Yeah. 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 Dad was a former Black Panther turned preacher. Mm-hmm. He had a very confused relationship with, I don't know, do we want to get into him and his parents? Uh, I mean, it's fairly, how old is Kanye? 45. So pretty close to our generation yeah. of the single mom men whose fathers were, obviously this isn't every fucking person, but this was the generation of deadbeat dads. Yeah. Even the dads that were there weren't really doing shit. Mm-hmm. So he was, I don't know, victim to that or whatever you want to call it. But his right. mom was great mom, mm-hmm. all the classic mom stuff. I think that's why he was so obsessed with college in his early careers, because that yeah. was his mom's big thing is like, please just go finish college. Well, and she was a professor. So yeah, that'll do it. He has a pretty good life. Yeah, It's not some big rags to riches story that people try to make every single rapper about. This isn't a mm-hmm. notorious B.I.G. kind of thing. He started producing very early on. He went to the Chicago Academy, right? Yes. yes uh, Chicago right. Academy of Arts. He dropped out because that's when he realized that he liked rap, that he didn't need a mm-hmm. degree in rap, and he started building beats. He was a really good producer. He was already ghost producing on a ton of shit before the 2000s when he joined Rockefeller and he got his fame, mm-hmm. or I guess he got his name really when he produced Blueprint. Right. Right. A lot of people would consider Blueprint top 10 rap albums of all time. And for him to be doing that, what was he, 20? 2001, he was... A little older. Then 2002, he gets in the big car accident, which kind of changes his whole career. He has his jaw wired shut, and he decides that's when he decides he's going to make his first album. Here we go. 
2004's College Dropout, which is his first album. One of the best track one side ones of a career I've ever heard in my life. Right. So I know I'm weird like this and I can do this, but I remember the exact place, time, car I was in, people I was with the first time I heard that song. Is it just called We Don't Care? Yeah, We Don't Care. Yeah. That's how good that song was immediately to me. Mm. And I've been in love Mm. with his music ever since. Yeah, 2004's Dropout becomes real popular. That's really what it is, right? As far as publicity, he's just everybody saying, oh shit, look at this guy. He's on Chappelle's show. Yeah. It's not until 2004, right? So 2004 College Dropout comes out, or uh, sorry, what year was Katrina? Uh, 2005. So 2005. Was Katrina before or after late registration? It came out one week after Katrina. Oh, shit. Really? What good timing. (laughs) Yes. So late registration comes out, which a lot of people like even more than his first album. A lot of people think that that's his best album of all time. Just a little rewind real fast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know you love to talk about the Grammys. First album ever rapping on. He'd produced albums before and helped, Mm -hmm. helped produce albums before. He got... 11 nominations for his first album for college dropout for his first album ever and won three has he won best album of the year i don't think so i think most of them are best rap album he also won for best rap song for jesus walks and r&b song for you don't know my name three wins out of 11 nominations because he was a producer on so many songs mm-hmm. outside of his own stuff there were multiple times in his career where he was nominated in the same category for the same thing oh that is cool there's one time he's nominated three times in the same category that's that's cool Which and it just tells impressive. you how how much of he's a so freaking storm he was when he came on um speaking of storms nice uh just <laughs> so he has been nominated 10 times for album of the year and has never won yeah enter 2005 might be his most well-received album mm-hmm. and katrina happens there was a benefit concert a concert for hurricane relief if you were around at this time there's absolutely no way that you did not see at least a portion of this clip yeah um mike myers and kanye were reading off of a teleprompter Well, Mike Myers was reading off of a teleprompter. Kanye, Mm -hmm. right ahead of time, said, I think I'm going to go a little and just goes into this tirade about the treatment of black people and the perception of black people versus white people during this time and finishes the tirade with the quote, George Bush does not care about black people. And then Mike Myers' career (laughs) was over. Gone. Mike Myers, yeah. I don't think his career being over had anything to do with that. I think that was yeah, the it was just his time. love guru's fault. <laughs> um, at this point in time, not only do I still like Kanye, but I kind of like yeah. him more because right. a lot of the reading that I did for this, they clump that into a lot of the other shit that he said. And like, that wasn't fucking hate speech. Yeah, that was, that was just perception at, of what was going on. <laughs> exactly, which wasn't a terrible perception. No. It was a poor black community that was decimated because we didn't prepare mm-hmm. it because we didn't care. Hence him saying the president doesn't care. But seriously, he was just saying what everyone was thinking. So yeah, George Bush doesn't care about black people is Correct. the 2005. Nothing really comes of it. No. It, it was exactly how you'd expect. Half the country was like, how dare he... And half the country was like, good job. Right. 2007, Graduation. Another mm-hmm. incredibly popular album. Kanye West is now the Kanye West. He is the self-proclaimed prophecy of the brilliant genius that is invincible and nobody can touch. Mm-hmm. This album got eight nominations, four wins. So another highly nominated album. 
This came out September 11th, 2007. In November, his mom passed away. Just a huge thing. Because if you look at everything he said and did up to this point, it's not really that bad. There are, I think it's graduation where there are a couple lines about the Jewish community owning all the money. Fair. But I do see what you're saying. He he hasn't gone on shows and started talking shit about black people or white people or Jew Like white people, he... I think at this time he was still pretty much just not liking white people so much. Yeah. He hadn't moved on to every other person. The thing that really sucks about this is she was young. I think she was 58. She died from complications from plastic surgery that he paid for. One of those things where if you hadn't gotten into this life and you hadn't had this money to help your mom out and do this thing your mom wanted to do, she wouldn't have died. And it's just this really shitty thing to have on your conscience to not only have your mom die, but to have it not be your fault, but be... It's an unnecessary death. Monetized. By you. And then he ended up marrying a Kardashian, which that's just a Freudian. Oh. So he's a fucking mess at this point. His whole life was his mother and his mom dies. Yeah. For a really stupid reason. And mm-hmm. he, this is the thing that we have to remember about these brilliant. I, it's so hard to call Kanye West brilliant because he's such a fucking idiot. But he is brilliant. And most of the people that have that sort of mind are so fragile. And they're so mm-hmm. in tune with their extreme emotions. Yeah. Anything that's going to happen to these people, it's going to completely alter their life and personality. For sure. Very next year, 2008, 808s and Heartbreaks. Yeah. Complete left turn. He goes the whole synthwave route. No Grammys. No noms, no wins. Yeah, nobody, uh, a lot of the reviewers didn't like it. Right. I think it's stupid. I love it. I think it's amazing. I'm a big, I love the whole synthwave rap stuff, Kid Cudi, all the things that came from that. I think it has a big hand in the whole 80s synth drive shit coming back. Yeah. This album is, I don't want to say it's underrated because now people talk about it. I think people now understand. Mm. Another incredible album by Kanye. And at this point, he's come out with four of the best hip-hop albums there are. I mean, what do you say about that? He's four for four. This is when he was dating Amber Rose. So this is right before the VMA situation. So who, what, do we care that he was dating Amber Rose? Who's Amber Rose? So she was a model. So no, we don't care. We care in the sense that this is kind of where I can pinpoint the kind of downward spiral and his behavior. Because he was dating her? Is she, like, what is it about her? I literally have no idea who this person is. So I don't I'm... know if it was necessarily about her. So I don't know that it's that important. She was there at the VMAs when that whole thing happened. What year was the VMAs? 2009. Okay. But after they broke up, she had come out saying she was bullied. She was slut shamed during the relationship. And it was a really bad situation. And it wasn't oh. a good breakup. So it's kind of the first time where you're like, he's not really a great person. I mean, okay. Should we touch on this now? In the 2000s, early 2000s, in the Mm. 90s, in the 80s, in a lot of the late 2000s, most famous rappers, black or white, including the white most famous rapper of all time, Mm -hmm. 90% of the time that they talk about females, it is in a... Derogatory. Pretty terrible derogatory way. Yeah, yeah. So why are we so surprised that this guy that talks, I mean, you listen to songs like, 
whatever's in Paris right. or anything off of my beautiful dark twisted fantasy. Why are we shocked that he's, oh my God, that's so weird. I got together with him and he treated me like shit. I guess that I expect more of not so much personalized mental abuse towards significant okay. others. I think I see a lot more like using you for your body. Then we're done. We don't need to talk about it. But it was more of like, because he had these... You should wear a certain thing when we're with each other. Right. Or like, like if we go out, you need to act like this had, kind of stuff. I don't want to say Christian because that really hurts the term Christian. Like these... Yeah, we're going to have to touch on that. Too. Yeah. These <laughs> views of what women should be, but also had these like okay. rapper fucking bitches getting money sort of thing. So those kind of seemingly collided and he was not a nice person to her. Well, I think that there is an assumption for a lot of, you know, talked a lot about this with Tupac. Tupac was a fucking character. Mm -hmm. And I think there is an assumption for a lot of these rappers that a lot of the things that they're saying in their raps, they're quirky metaphors. They're, you know, Eminem's not actually going out to murder his fucking mom. It's just metaphors and I guess there is an expectancy that they aren't actually going to act like that when they're in the real world. So we can move forward now to 2009 where Kanye breaks every white woman's heart. Yeah. So the 2009 VMAs, Taylor Swift is nominated up against Kanye's best friend, Beyonce. Kanye's boss's wife yeah (laughs) were were jay-z and beyonce married at the time yes i believe they got married in 2008 taylor swift video you belong to me up against the single ladies which everybody knows taylor swift wins she goes up on stage she gets half a sentence out of like oh my gosh i never thought i would this is what it feels like this is so great because she's 19 and she's never won anything before (laughs) she's super excited Mm -hmm. and this is right when she's coming in the crossover from country into pop music 32-year-old Kanye walks up on stage, takes the mic away from her, tells her that somebody else had a much better album than her. Here, have the mic back. Okay, bye. He was obliterated at this point. Like I said, he was walking up the red carpet with a bottle of Hennessy, which is probably illegal, uh, and sitting in the venue with a bottle of Hennessy, Mm -hmm. passing it around. So he was obliterated. But that to go up to a 19-year-old girl as a 32-year-old man and take the mic away yeah, from her. Yeah. This is it's, this is where the villain of Kanye was really starting to be created. Well, and I think it, you're right. There are 800 different ways he could have dealt with that. Talk to the press after the show. Yeah. Walk out and talk to the press while she, you know, mm-hmm. there are so many other, because it doesn't even matter that he's right or wrong. I don't think he's right or wrong i don't give a shit it's not like either of those songs were fucking groundbreaking they were catchy little pop songs that the video not the song oh okay even less of a who even more (laughs) of a who gives a shit but yeah i do agree with that i do not however think that society all of society was against him for that Mm -hmm. until if you put on your historical glasses now, a lot of people say, yeah, that was the douchebag doing the douchebag thing. Right. But I don't think that it was like that until fairly recently. I think that people are like, eh, you know, what was the, um, I don't want to compare it to Taylor Swift because Taylor Swift has proven to become the biggest pop star of all time. Right. Uh, with the exception of like maybe Michael Jackson. Yeah. But Beck, when Beck won, mm-hmm. sorry if I'm jumping ahead, but Beck won for morning phase in, I don't know, like 2013 or 14 or something like that. Mm -hmm. 
And Kanye started to do it again. He got up and started to walk towards the stage. Right. You could see like, I think Jay-Z was sitting next to him again. And you could see Jay-Z's eyes pot and like, fuck no, fuck no. And Kanye turned around and sat back down. Kanye's whole point in that was you invite Beyonce, Jay-Z, Kanye, who were at that time highest selling artists. They were making all the money. You're supposed to give us the awards. Mm -hmm. That was his point. Yeah. Which in some ways is ridiculous. If you don't win an award, just who gives a shit? Yeah. But I also see the point of, you know, awards are already, these things are already pointless and they're all about money. So Mm -hmm. maybe he's right. Maybe just give it to whoever fucking made the most money. But you are right that it was a very scummy thing to do. It was scummy. (laughs) I feel like this is getting more ripped apart these days than they did back then. In the last five years, five to seven years, we've just gotten so bored and critical of people that were pulling up stuff that happened years and years and years ago and rehashing all these things and we're like that wasn't the best thing to do Mm -hmm. and if that happened today it would be handled very differently would it if somebody of kanye's caliber will smith walks up to a stage and smacks chris rock (laughs) what Will he just sit there and get his award and people will still do a standing ovation for him? And that's that. I was thinking about that last night. Kanye was asked to leave the VMAs and he left. Will was asked to leave and he said, nah, I'm going to stay because I'm the biggest star oh, in the entire world. Oh, I didn't know world. he was asked to leave. He was asked to leave, but he knew he was oh. going to be winning an Oscar for best actor, blah, blah, blah. And then he could be all like, you know, Richard defended his family and I just defend my family. And I'm like doesn't make it okay buddy that's who the fuck is richard williams serena and williams oh father. So he, that's what he won King for is the, yeah yeah that was a pretty good movie actually i didn't see it it is right. i don't want to see it because fuck will smith yeah gonna have to agree with you on that one but i railroaded you sorry what were you if somebody of his caliber today let's take who's his face lamar goes up on stage while olivia rodrigo's winning and says fuck you olivia i'm gonna talk real fast and then like he would get ripped apart. But maybe. I feel like, yeah. Or you maybe. You don't think so? I mean. Let's experiment. Have it happen. <laughs> you know, he would get ripped. You're, no, you're absolutely right. He would get ripped apart. There would still be a lot of people, like maybe some people from this podcast named David, that would think, yeah, why huh. the fuck isn't Lamar Odom? Lamar Odom. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Holy Sudafed. Sudafed. Uh <laughs> Why isn't Kendrick Lamar winning album of the year instead of right. this joke? But <gasps> Spence gonna get so sad. I mean, if she if she didn't steal everybody's fucking music, maybe that's but, true. Uh, anywho, just bits, just like the Kanye thing that are like, you know, he's actually fucking right. I do agree that he would get torn apart. Mm-hmm. Twitter or whatever or everything would would rip him apart, and it'd be justifiable because I'm not defending what he did. It was fucking stupid. Right. But I also think award shows are a joke in the first place, and Taylor Swift's yeah. doing just fine. She's gonna be okay. She's doing great. Yeah. We've spent enough time on 2009. Let's go all <laughs> the way to 2010. Some would say his comeback album, at least at the mm, time, yes. because 808s didn't do well, but Everybody fucking loved My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy Mm -hmm. in 2010. It's an incredible album. Everyone is on it. Collaboration is the smartest way to get people to listen to your album. It can be. Because they're going to go, I love Nicki Minaj. I'm going to listen to this song and then go, wow, I like Kanye West. I'm going to listen to all this other stuff too. And he had Kid Cudi, Jay-Z, Nicki Minaj, all of the people ever on this album. That puts him 
backpack on the map. He's huge again, but he's mm-hmm. still pissed off, I think, because he still doesn't win for best album of the year. Uh, he gets seven nominations and four wins for this album, though, for the Grammys. So he's doing just pretty fine. good odds on that one. 2011, he does Watch the Throne with Jay Z. We are the two biggest rappers of all time now. We're going to show you with this yeah. album. And it's another extremely popular, well-acclaimed album. April 2012, he starts dating Kim Kardashian, which is going to be important later. Slightly important, I, I mean, guess. it's important. And then September of the same year, he donates $1,000, which is nothing, but still to Barack Obama's re-election campaign. So $1,000, which is ludicrous. It's such a small amount of money for him, but it does point to this is a man that I support. I support these kind of views. And he later goes on to donate to Hillary Clinton in her campaign. And so it's an interesting turn that he takes politically later on. But at this point, he's pro-Barack Obama, wants him to be reelected. What year did Obama call him a jackass? That was in 2009. That was right after the Taylor Swift incident. So He said he liked so him, Obama called him, but a, he's kind of a jackass. He's a jackass. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Obama or Obama, Kanye West is still what? Supporting left politics, right. I guess we'll say. Then he gets into 2013's Yeezus, mm-hmm. which is a very hard, very, very, I don't even know how to explain it. You know it. You've all heard it. Yeah. It is, it's heavy fucking Kanye. Mm-hmm. It's another album that a lot of people really, really like. A couple people don't, like it's not as highly acclaimed. Mm-hmm. He's still fucking, it's a decade now. He's on top of the world. I kind of would like to make a point, though, that it seems that there's a mild correlation between his albums not doing well critically, not winning awards, and then his behavior afterwards. Because in 808s and Heartbreak, the next year was the Taylor incident. He wasn't doing so well that year. Then he got back with My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy. Everything was fine. This album, Yeezus two nominations, zero wins, and then you kind of see more of a downward spiral happening. When you have that much of a God complex... Oh, for sure. And then the world isn't bending. Exactly. Yeah. The world's not bending to your will. How can you handle that? Especially because I I could see where we talk a lot about artists that is around for a decade and is not only coming out with great music, but is reinventing himself. I mean, you look at his first two albums... Going into graduation, then 808s and Heartbreaks, which is completely different, mm-hmm. into My Beautiful Dark Twisted fam- Family Fantasy. <laughs> Jesus, of. this is a struggle. Going into Yeezus, there's so much reinvention and so much right. different things in those albums. That is just a real artist creating art. That's not somebody that's doing this because it's a job and it's whatever. It's somebody wildly talented and can be talented in multiple different ways and is expressing that. Then we get into 2016, Life of Pablo. This is probably, with the exception of, which was still kind of acclaimed cultishly, Mm -hmm. Life of Pablo is fairly similar. It does not get good reviews. Right. A lot of people did not like this album. This is when some Bad things start happening. Uh, So this came out Valentine's Day 2016. That month in February, he tweeted that uh, Bill Cosby was innocent. Oh, Jesus. This is kind of when he starts saying the crazy stuff. On this album, Life of Pablo, you also had Famous, Mm -hmm. which is... Taylor Swift, I made that bitch famous, and that whole yeah. uh, situation came could, out where there's some line of like I could probably still fuck her if I wanted to, kind of thing. Yeah, right? yeah, 
Yeah. Me and Taylor might still have sex. Yeah, real. Which when you're married, I just feel like is not an appropriate line, but it's whatever, you know, rappers be rappers. In Famous, there's a line that says, I made that bitch famous. Kanye comes out and says, I totally talked to her about this. She said it was okay. Taylor Swift? Yes, I talked to Taylor about it. Okay. Taylor said it was okay. Taylor says, no, you did not talk to me about this. Then a video comes out that Kim releases, proving Kanye entirely right. The video is edited to where, yes, he does have this conversation with Taylor saying, me and Taylor might still have sex. Nothing about I made that bitch famous. Oh. Four years later, the full video comes out. It's very obvious he did not ask for permission to call her a bitch. This kind of turns people in 2016, turns people against Taylor. They're thinking, oh, she's just playing the victim again. And it's that 2009 Kanye's a monster thing all over again. I mean, Um, aren't they both kind of fucking terrible for that? Yeah, a little bit. Is that what we're doing now is we're calling other people like, here's my diss track. Hey, let me call you real quick. Hey, Notorious B.I.G., this is Tupac. So I'm going to say a couple <laughs> of really crass things. Yeah. What? This is fucking ridiculous. I think this situation touches on something else differently entirely mm-hmm. that we should talk about later. October of 2016 is when, if you remember, Kim Kardashian gets robbed in Paris. Shortly after this, Kanye, November 19th, he's at a concert and just has this breakdown during the concert. He gets committed to UCLA Medical Center with hallucinations and paranoia. The official diagnosis was temporary psychosis. A lot of people thought that maybe this is kind of correlated with what happened to her and he's getting paranoid. He's also exhausted. He's Mm -hmm. also dehydrated. He is hospitalized for 14 days. You could say this isn't that big of a thing and it was just exhaustion or whatever. His mental state was so bad that his insurance company covered the 21 concerts that he had to cancel. Jesus. So that's how bad his mental state was. Did they already know at that point that he was bipolar? This is when he gets diagnosed with bipolar shortly after this. Gotcha. So then, sorry, I have such a timeline. 2016, December. So just a month after he gets out of the hospital, he meets with uh, President-elect Trump at the time saying that he wanted to talk about multicultural issues. Uh, Mm -hmm. Important to talk to him at the time. So that's when that that first happens. In 2017, February, he says, if I would have voted i would have voted for trump mm-hmm. um so this is where his politics seemingly changed he had donated seventeen thousand dollars a couple years before to the democratic party did he did he give money to trump or was this about the time when he decided i'm just running on my own i couldn't find anything saying that he donated money he just uh, met up with him when he ran for president what party did he run under i think it was just an independent, independent. oh <laughs> Independent under the birthday, birthday party. party. <laughs> what the fuck? Love it. This is when Donald becomes friends with Kanye. Yeah. Kanye starts doing the MAGA hat, hanging out with Candace Owens. Yes. Okay. Are we in 2018 yet or is there more? Yeah. Okay. Nope. Comes out with Yee in 2018. This is part of the albums where he went off to, he bought his land in, was it Wyoming? Right. Cut a bunch of albums uh, including Ye Kids See Ghosts. He did one for Nas, uh, but his own was Ye, and uh, that came out in 2018. Very, very short album. All those albums are very, very short. 
once again, I'm trying not to make this a music dissection, so I don't want to say how much I loved those or didn't love them. I think if you've heard this podcast before, you've heard me talk about at least one of those albums and how bad or how incredible it was. So I'll just leave it at that. Right. It's very different. It's very, very different. Right before this, the month before this album came out is when he made the comment about slavery. Oh, that it's a choice. That it, yeah, it seemed that like it was a choice. When you hear about slavery for 400 years, it sounds like a choice. Sounds like you were mentally imprisoned, he said. Yeah, right. That did not go over well. No, th- so this is when he's, yeah. I can find reasoning, not that it's right, but I can find reasoning behind a lot of what Kanye has said. This one is fucking stupefying. Where could these thoughts... I don't know if what he's say, if he's saying like, you know, if it was me, I would have just been like, fucking shoot me in the head. I don't care. Yeah. Is he saying that he doesn't think any black people did that back then? Like, what the fuck is he saying? It's such a simplified, egotistical insulting way to look at something for sure because he wasn't there you know for this guy that is always crying and please do this and that and why aren't we doing this and this Mm -hmm. that is one of the most apathetic points of views on a horrendous thing that i've ever heard in my life yeah what else do we got uh let's see he comes out with donda and it fucking sucks and then he comes out with donda 2 and it fucking sucks and now we can talk about how 2021, 22, whatever. He just goes off the fucking rails. Mm -hmm. I think something that's important to point out in this whole timeline is two things. Mental health Uh and the people you surround yourself with Mm -hmm. are are very important and have very much formed my opinion of Kanye. We've talked about his politics going back and forth, his views on abortion. He had said when he was running for president in 2020, his birthday party with with the birthday party. He said at a rally in 2020 that when Kim had gotten pregnant with North, that he had contemplated abortion. But since then, he's changed his mind and abortion is bad. Well, I think he had said, didn't he say that he wanted an abortion and Kim said no? So he viewed it as like Kim saved his his daughter's life while he was trying to murder his child, basically is how he looks at it. Right. And now... I'm not fucking touching that. It's fine. It just shows there's this oscillation of his views all the time was there was something with candace owens he had said he had like seen the light i mean candace owens is an amazing linguist she can argue the fuck out of anything she is incredibly intelligent yeah what's dangerous about that is she will just i'm not gonna say she people like that politically will sneak shit in Mm -hmm. to their arguments and conversations that it just lets it go. So when Kanye hears all this stuff and starts spouting off these, you know, what, like 75% of Planned Parenthoods are in poor black communities. And he has a record of consistently spouting off completely bogus facts. Right. It's the same thing that we go through with most politicians, where if you just had a live fact checker, Mm -hmm. ah, that's half true. No, nah, that's comp- that's a fucking lie. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. No, that's a fucking lie. I don't even know how dangerous it is anymore because everybody talks so much shit that nobody even listens to anything anymore. That's my problem. One of my problems with Kanye <laughs> is that you have these ignorant, and I use this in a not having knowledge when I use the word ignorant. I use it for exactly what it is. These ignorant people that are listening to him that don't know any better and will spit out these exact same facts that are complete lies or these horrible points of view because they don't know any better. And that's where it becomes a dangerous platform. I I agree with that. 
He then gets to now. We all know what has recently been said. You know, he said he was going to go DEFCON yeah. 3 on Jews, which he tried to play off like, first of all, DEFCON is a defensive thing. No, that's not true. DEFCON is a right. military alert. It's defensive and offensive. It's war is what it is. His lack of knowledge on the subject, I, th- I think what he was trying to say was, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm basically, I'm going to go medieval on your ass, was like what he was trying to get across. He starts spouting a lot of a lot of anti-semitism he can't be anti-jew right because he's jewish because black people are jewish anytime anybody brings up the holocaust he's saying that the real holocaust is is mm-hmm. modern day american abortions then there's the you know hanging out with candace paris fashion week mm-hmm. with the white lives matter shirt she's wearing a white lives matter shirt and posted it on his instagram saying everyone know that black lives matter was a scam now it's over. You're welcome. Cure that too. Good job, Kanye. Oh. And then he proceeds to go. He goes on to Tucker Carlson. He goes on to Alex Jones. He, yeah. This is my biggest problem with modern. And I'm not. This has to be a little bit about politics. But this is my biggest problem with modern day politics is everybody I know has a severe opinion on something, but they only ever listen to one side. Right. Kanye wasn't trying to go on to what are the comparative he wasn't going on to CNN or Noah's whatever show, oh. Noah, uh, Daily Show. He didn't go on the Daily Show. Mm-hmm. He didn't try to talk to John Stewart. He didn't. Who John Stewart defend? He didn't say like you need to silence Kanye. Yeah. John Stewart was like, these are the things we have to have conversations about. Mm-hmm. These are the things that we need to open up and talk about. Like what? He, he's something like you have to open up a wound for it to heal. Right. Is basically you have to cleanse it. Sure. But no, he was going on Tucker Carlson. He was hanging out with Candace Owens. Right. He was. He went on to Alex Jones. Mm-hmm. Where that is, that might be the greatest interview I've ever seen in my life. That is the most entertaining. To see somebody as psychotically insane as Alex Jones. Alex Jones, Mr. Sandy Hook didn't happen himself. Is visibly uncomfortable with the things that Kanye West is saying. The segment's ending and Alex Jones is trying to get to commercial. Just in time, Kanye's like, I like Hitler. It's the craziest fucking shit I've ever seen in my life. Rachel doesn't think it's as funny as I do. And we'll talk about why she doesn't. <laughs> we got to take a break and then we're going to actually talk about the meaning and the purpose and what we do with yeah. all this shit. We'll be right back. Another day, another dollar. Yeah. Draped in the sinus, it's a Tyler. Sharp running the pack like Emmy Rogers. It's more than nostalgia. It's the sound for the alphas uh-huh. who turn nothing into something when the masses doubt you. The persona been closer to any drama. Slutting prima donnas playing horse with Obama. The game most of that, and I'm here to collect. It's we are back. Kanye West. He said terrible things about white people, about black people, about Jews. He hates everybody. And it's because we're awful. Like, people are. People suck. Sure. Everybody sucks. Everybody's awful. But what he's doing is the opposite of helping, right? Yeah. I don't think he has a very clear agenda mm-hmm. beyond no being famous and making money he's proven that the two things he cares about are fame and money right why do we as a society crave this shit why do we hang on to everything that he says why do we why does he have 60 fucking 2 million followers or whatever it is on twitter what is it about him well as far as the followers i feel like a lot of people it's just like a fucking car crash waiting for something to happen 
think we're in this place as a society where we just crave the drama and we're just waiting for somebody to blow up. And that's why nobody's like, hey, Kanye, do you want some meds? Why would people that are close to him want to intervene when they're making him money? Right. Why would media when they're making him money? Why would we? It's that whole Mitch Winehouse again. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. What is it about us? And I guess we just need to have a psychologist on. Yeah. That we want to build these people up and then just fucking burn them the fuck down. Well, and why do we love watching them burn down? It's true. Because that's all the housewives is, is it's just them fighting and tearing each other apart and becoming these horrible human beings. I've never seen it, but I also... You're not missing anything. Let's go to this then, because none of this we're going to have an answer for. We're not... Right. You're smart. I'm not. <laughs> Both. Neither of us are smart with this stuff. Yeah. We don't know what the fuck anybody's doing. This is a music podcast. I'm a music person. Mm -hmm. Kanye is an unprecedented set of musical brilliance. Yeah. I mean, we're talking fucking one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. The first seven albums he came out with, I think, are fantastic. Mm -hmm. I don't know what band I could say that about. Well, and he's got five albums on the Rolling Stone Top 500. Wow. Wow. He really? is, I think, the sixth highest selling artist of all time. Okay. But he sold over 160 million albums. I definitely believe that. And he's only been doing this for 19 years. Yeah. To have that much success in that much time, the man is talented. Very. But now we look at the last two albums, I, I can't stand the last two right. albums he came out with. I can't stand Donda or Donda 2. I think they're terrible. I was kind of surprised to notice that Donda was nominated for four Grammys and actually won two Grammys. Mm -hmm. It won for Best Rap Song for Jail. Maybe I should re-listen to Jail. I think Donda as a whole was, it wasn't good. Don't get me wrong. But we looked at it as a two-hour piece of art and it was just too much i think if it had been cut in half we could have digested it a little bit better but that's that's the point of an album though oh sure if there's fat on it that's his fault okay so 100 percent. i'm sure i've said it like three times on the podcast but i'm gonna say it again kids see ghosts kanye west and kid cuddy might be my favorite rap album of all time and it's fucking seven songs yeah there's absolutely zero fat on that fucking thing there's less room for error when you have a 45-minute album. It's almost like you do the Lizzo thing where, hey, look, I have 225 songs. <laughs> They're probably not all brilliant, right? And then I thought Donda 2 was even worse. I just don't... When you are that famous, he marries the most famous woman in the world. The amount of fame and money that they have, right. do you think that that interferes with the art can you still write well when you are swimming in your gold-plated pool next to your caviar bar while your child is getting basketball lessons from <laughs> magic johnson where right. does the art come from i 100 percent think that that can happen i don't think that that happened for kanye again we didn't love donda or donda 2 but i don't think it is Look, I took a shit and here's my album. He definitely still put in the work. I don't think he has that in him because you can see when he talks, even with whatever he's saying is insane, he just got so much fucking passion. Yeah. Is it our responsibility as fans? We have a music podcast. However many listens this will right. get. A few thousand, maybe 10, who knows? Is it our responsibility as fans to owe either the artist a chance or... The rest of society not giving that artist a chance. Do we owe anybody anything? Does that question make sense? Yes. This comes down to separating the art exactly. from the artist. Yes. Right? In a hundred years, 
people are going to look at the art and not know as much about people's lives. We don't look at like all of the art of Da Vinci Mm -hmm. and Picasso and look at their lives. We look at their art, the product that comes from it. Right now, us saying we have to separate the art from the artist. In time, a lot of this stuff will probably be forgotten. We make jokes about things that are maybe a little, I don't know, what's the word for offensive jokes? Yeah. I think when people listen enough, they know what our actual points of view are on things. And I can see where that can be dangerous because it's so Mm -hmm. easy to, someday we have millions of listeners and there are certain things that you say that can be taken out of context and that makes it dangerous because then people can take what you said. So I think the question is, is at what point is that your responsibility is it ever your responsibility because then we get into the question of people like joe rogan should he have somebody like kanye west on his podcast (sighs) you have basically free speech versus giving somebody an avenue to spew hate speech right what do we do with that well what i mean we've kind of talked about this before inviting hitler on a podcast Mm -hmm. fighting with him and trying to prove him wrong you're still giving him an outlet and you're still having people it's true. Get get to hear what he has to say. Giving him a platform and giving him an outlet to say these horrible things. You know, he said the DEFCON 3 thing about Jewish people. And a couple days later, there's people hanging out in L.A. holding a sign over the highway saying Kanye Kanye's was right. right about Jews. Yeah. And hailing Hitler. And it just encourages disgusting behavior of these people that don't think it's okay until somebody says it's okay. I agree with that. I also think I've watched full, I watched the full non-edited Alex Jones things getting ready for this. I watched the, the, what was it? Drink champs that he did. The problem is, is I can see the message he's trying to say when he starts with the whole Hitler thing. I believe that when he started, what he was trying to say was as a Christian, I am supposed to love everybody. The judgment is for God. I am not to judge anyone. That's not my job. Mm-hmm. I am supposed to love everyone. Yeah. Everyone is here for a reason because I am a Christian and that's what a Christian is supposed to believe. The problem is, is that he starts with that message. He goes off the fucking rails. Yeah. And he starts comparing Planned Parenthood to Nazis. And he starts Mm -hmm. saying that like Hitler invented the fucking microphone. And it goes from this love everybody to this, you know, actually, I kind of like Hitler. He very clearly doesn't believe his own message. Mm -hmm. All the shit that came out with his Sunday service, which, hey, that's great. Big famous guy. You're going to have a bunch of famous people do your Sunday church until you start charging tickets. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you are making yourself a nonprofit for tax purposes. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden there's a huge lawsuit because all the people you hired to do the Sunday service, you aren't paying. I don't think Kanye West should be hated so much for what he says because he just talks shit all day. Mm -hmm. I think his actions are what are fucking terrible. Actions how? Can you elaborate? If he actually gave a shit, he'd be like, look, my whole life right now is dedicated to my Christianity. I'm Mm -hmm. about God. I'm about pro-life. My life is about my God. That's what he was doing. That's why he changed his name to Yee. That's why he came out that last album. Mm -hmm. That's why he did the Sunday services. But then all of a sudden, it doesn't become about that. It's suddenly about 
where's my money in the marriage with the Kardashians? Right. Tax purposes for my church that is supposed to be free. You're seeing the end result and I'm seeing the beginning. You're seeing what a shitty situation it turned into. And I'm looking at, he had the best of intentions when he started. What happened in the in-between to make him this shitty person? Was it that Mm. need for fame and money? Was it the people around him being like, hey, you know, if you charge tickets, we wouldn't have to pay for the venue to have your free Sunday service in. At this point in time, Kanye West was worth like $2.2 billion. No, I know. But I'm just saying people around him. The people around him see him doing a thing for free and go, well, I'm not making money off of that. How can we monetize this better? So what about something like Donda 2 then, where he decides Donda 2 is going to be released but only on this musical platform that I own that costs like 200 fucking dollars. He marries into the Kardashian family. Right. He's going after the Kardashians about his kids on social media. Mm-hmm. He married a fucking reality TV star. They are famous right. for having their daily lives filmed for television. Mm-hmm. Nothing about what he's doing makes any sense unless you think of it as the only thing this guy cares about is fucking money. That's it. This is just hypothesis. Marrying into that lifestyle kind of seems to be when he started being more money grubby. Oh, I don't know about that. He's always been about money. He's always been like... Do you think so? Yeah. Well, listen to all of his albums. Show me where. He's always about... When he lost the fucking Adidas sponsorship, what was his quote? It was like, a man is defined by his worth. Well, that was like a month ago. If you're going to boil down rap, fucking bitches getting money. So, of course, it's going to be in the music to a degree. But I feel like his behavior seemed to be more about money after that relationship started. Um, But maybe it's just because that's when, I don't know. He's very obviously bipolar because of the extreme view of himself as a god or he's talked a lot about he he has been talked to by god and all these extreme highs and like these are all telltale signs of being bipolar Mm -hmm. but the other problem with kanye is how much mental illness is used as an excuse it feels like he or the people defending him are saying that people with mental illnesses are bad people that say evil shit which is ridiculous there are plenty of bipolar people out there that don't want to be a nazi right there's a lot of bipolar people that take their medication on a regular basis and don't want to be a nazi you're the culmination of everyone around you so who knows where he got these kind of ideas from but at one point he was exposed to them Mm -hmm. and then took them in it's kind of hard to judge him when A lot of people, like I said, are the product of their environment. Absolutely. And this is, once again, this is not his fault. This is society that created this, you know, 200 years of history through America has created this. But what's the percentage? Uh, 52% to 22%, 22% of blacks are in therapy. The percentages are astronomically low. The amount of black psychologists and black psychiatrists, the percentage is astronomically low. The culture that was built because of necessity not i'm not saying it's their fault it's necessity that they had to be raised to be tough you're going to go out in the world you are going to get yours no matter how you fucking can and you aren't going to let anybody tell you what's wrong and what's right 
Mm-hmm. Because of that, I will say that I'll go back to in the Navy when we were a bunch of, it was a multicultural group from all around the world. There were very specific geographical points and ages that were still very anti-gay mm-hmm. and still very, there is no mental problem. You right. just need to go have a drink and shut the fuck up. Right. Seeking or not seeking help or just in rap, that's what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to rap about how you're the greatest of all time. Right. He became possibly the greatest of all time and then he believed it. And I mean, you have all these people around you telling you that you're the greatest of all time. You have record sales telling you that. You have Grammys up the ass. Mm -hmm. I can imagine that it's very hard to not get a God complex in that kind of situation. Fucking absolutely. Why do we fucking listen to famous people? Why do all of us listen to... Why do we listen to Kristen Bell and Tyra Banks and Oprah and Bill Maurer and Jon Stewart and Alex Jones? Why the fuck do we listen to these people? I like how Kristen Bell was in there. Her and her husband's fucking podcast is the most elitist, Oh, I guess they have a... I've never listened to their podcast, so I don't know. We know we're rich, so we're self-aware. I don't get why some kids this is... Oh my fucking God, I hate it so much. Anyway, seriously though, why the fuck do we listen to faint... Why... Boredom? Yeah. Honestly, the hopes, they're the hopes for something better and it seems like, yeah, they're, they're good looking and they have money and... One of the whole points of the 24-hour news cycle and Fox and, and podcasts and things like that is because yeah. it feels good to hear somebody validate your feelings. Sure. If you're listening to a music podcast and somebody's like, this album is fucking amazing, you get to listen to it and be like, fuck yes, thank you. That's what I've been yelling from the rooftops my whole life. Mm-hmm. I get that aspect, but with the Tyra Banks's and the John Stewart's and I'm not even saying that some of these people I don't like myself. It's so fucking preachy. Yeah. What makes them have the answer? How why do they have these answers? Well, and that's another point to talk about is what gives them any room to say anything? This is not in their wheelhouse. Kanye is a rapper. Why are we listening to him talk about politics and his views on those sort of things when that's not what well, he went to school for. That's not what his career is. Shut up and dribble. And the same thing with when we were talking about Joe Rogan, you know, going out and saying, probably don't get a vaccine. There's, It's probably not good for you. It'll probably make your heart explode, whatever, whatever. I mean, we do we know that he said that? No. But he okay. did. He alluded to have said that in the past because when he came out with his apology, he's like, I'm not a fucking doctor, you goddamn idiots. Why are you listening to me? Yeah. I mean, at least he's self-aware enough to know, like, I'm a podcast host. Please don't take me for medical advice or anything else. Again, having these platforms just feel like they can talk on whatever they want to talk on, but people will listen. And sometimes people will be like, go out and vote. This is a great thing. You know, use your voice, blah, blah, blah. But then some people will be like, we should probably not like Jews anymore. And that's not okay. One of the big things that stuck out to me I'll be completely honest. I've been super confused studying for this about what mm-hmm. what is free speech and what is wrong and right and what we should do and what we shouldn't. And one of the big, big numbers that stood out to me that I do think is really dangerous, there's an estimated 14.8 million Jews in the world. Mm-hmm. Kanye West has more than 30 million followers on Twitter. That is a scary, scary fucking number. Yeah. Because when somebody that famous that has that many people following him starts targeting a specific group Mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden you randomly start seeing these signs pop up and all of a sudden this 
Jew walking in New York is getting the shit beat out of him by some guy screaming free Kanye. It's a fucking problem. Yeah. I don't know what we do with that. Do you? And that's, no, I don't. That's one of those things is not that that's an okay opinion, but to know that you have that platform and to say that and to know that there's going to be fallout from that, you know, there's going to be fallout to that. It's the same thing with Trump and January 6th. You know, there's going to be fallout to that. You know what you were doing. That's where it gets to be dangerous. And that's where the platform is not okay anymore. I guess I'm still stuck in the middle of why not have this guy on a fucking podcast, an interview or whatever, to let him show how fucking insane he is. Dig his hole. I feel like he's done that. Exactly. If he wouldn't have gone on Alex Jones and Drink Champs, mm-hmm. we not be saying like, oh, well, okay, so Kanye's fucking insane. We need to make sure to not listen to him anymore. And also, how are you going to fucking stop Kanye from talking? No more interviews? Okay, well, welcome to Kanye's YouTube channel. Yeah. YouTube kicks me off? Okay, welcome to Kanye.com, mm-hmm. my 40 million person website. Yeah. Rachel, I don't fucking, I've never felt as lost as I am (laughs) in this episode. I know. That's why I figured we wouldn't argue because we don't have uh, answers. (laughs) We can't defend ourselves if we don't know the answer. I have a really, really hard time. You know, obviously I fucking, I hate what he said about Jewish people. And I think the telltale sign for me is the whole Sunday service thing. Yeah. It's now a religious nonprofit. He's got corporations that it has a $2.2 million headquarter in Calabasas. Hmm. He's just another mega church. Yeah. He's fucking Jerry Falwell. That's it. That's my fucking Kanye West is a modern day Jerry Falwell. <laughs> good night and good luck. No, I'm just, just there's no good way to end this. I don't understand why society's forgiveness level is different based on how famous the person is. Just today, have you seen the news today about Adidas? No, I've been recording a podcast, Rachel. Well, you were awake before this. Adidas broke their contract with. Kanye, after all of the anti-Semitic comments that he had made Uh late last year and early this year, as of this morning, Adidas was like, you know what? We have all this stuff in our warehouse that says Yeezy on it. And if we don't sell it, we're going to lose a billion dollars. So we're just going to sell what we have. (laughs) So Adidas, uh the German company that was founded by Addy Dassler, whose previous enterprise manufactured military equipment for Nazis, is selling Yeezys. They're just going to sell what they have. So that's what makes it okay. They're not producing any new stuff. At least they don't make their stuff in sweatshops. Oh, wait. (sighs) You want to know the worst part about this, Rachel? I don't know how that could be. Guess what running shoes I use. (laughs) You piece of shit. I run in Adidas every fucking day. We suck. Everybody sucks. You suck. I suck. My shoes My are two Reebok. Kanye <laughs> albums. <laughs> I'm sure you own no Nike, no Adidas, no nothing. Not the point. <sighs> I'm a horrible person you, somehow. Rachel, I don't know where to go from here. I don't know, man. I don't think that we can do anything about Kanye because I think that as a society, we made Kanye. 100%. If we all just turned the fucking Real Housewives off and the Twitter, it would go away. But we can't. But it's not going to happen. 
Rachel, I was getting ready for this podcast this morning, listening to Kanye West and fucking loving it. Yeah. Because the music's incredible. Does that make me a piece of shit? I honestly don't know. I I do not know. I think there's other things that make you a piece of shit, David. That was a really terrible thing to say. Um, I love you so much. <laughs> Stop. That's all we've got. Weird episode, I know. Yeah. I wanted to touch on it as listeners. Look, I'll, I'll say this. I've been reached out to before about specific things that I was saying on the podcast, asking me not to say it. And I did. Really? Yes. And Sorry. No, it's okay. I deserved it. I will listen. I think us as a podcast would like to know, what do you think about us? What if we dissect a Kanye West album someday? Would that offend you? Would you not care? Because it's you're supposed to separate the artist from the person. I think this is a really good feedback episode. Mm-hmm. Did we completely miss the plot? Is there a plot at all? Yeah, what would you do if our next episode was dissecting a Kanye West album? Which it's not. I'm just curious. I think also him being kind of still around and still in the middle of things. There's no conclusion because there's no conclusion to him. He's still very young. His story's not over. Right. Who knows? In three years, he might come out and say, I am so sorry. I was so fucked up. I have no idea what I was talking about. I would love to discuss this with any Jewish people. Like, we have no idea what that story is going to end up being. That's a good point, too. I don't want to do this anymore. Versecoursefirst.com <laughs> at versecoursefirstpod. Rachel, thank you for taking on this difficult fucking episode with yeah. me. I think it was actually a good conversation. Yeah, it was good. I learned that Kim Kardashian was kidnapped at gunpoint. Yeah. That's insane. I know so many things. Join us next week for a completely different vibe. Sven and DL are going to talk jazz. Thank you, everybody, for listening to Rachel's Jazz Hands. <laughs> good night and good luck. <laughs>